Hello again. We are Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, and Max Barr, Southeastern 14, here to preview Florida and South Carolina. And just a just a teaser, this is a gonna be about a one-point game according to computers. This is gonna be terrific clash of, of styles, all kinds of stuff going on. Just full disclosure, there there are two of us in this video that have not decided who we're picking as we do this. It's that close of a game. It's that interesting of a matchup. We're about to tell you about it. And before we do, a reminder, BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year, with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime. Form your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. Okay, this one starts at noon Eastern. You can catch it both on ESPN and the SEC Network. Not entirely sure what's up with that, but it is in Columbia. The Gamecocks, I think both these teams in the NCAA tournament, probably no matter what at this point. And I know we've had Miles Studi's been missing some time recently. Didn't hurt the Gamecocks the other night. Riley Kugel, really never know what the deal is there. Max, what have you got on this game in just terms of things of interest with injuries and, and whatnot? Yeah, so Ken Palm and Torvik both have this as a one-point game. Um, I, I'll probably I'll say that it's probably gonna be one point in favor of South Carolina. I'd expect South Carolina to be favored, but this is gonna be a tight one. As far as injuries are concerned, Studi's dealing with a sprain that he he uh, picked up in practice last week. So I'm not sure Studi's status um, has not played the past two road games. Didn't seem to affect him all that much. Zachary Davis has has stepped in just fine. Um, so even if Studi is is out, I would not count it as too much of a knock. I mean, they, with how connected South Carolina is, it really has not affected them all that much. Maybe maybe they're just a little bit less potent from the perimeter, but they still have got plenty of weapons. Um, as far as the the matchup is considered, first time these teams are are meeting, so you don't have a previous matchup to go off of. And, and both have a ton to play for here in the top half uh, of the conference standing. So no real motivational or spot edge that I really see. Um, as far as how the teams match up against each other, uh, big, big, big change in, in pace of play. Uh, South Carolina's offense in conference play usually takes a, over 20 seconds per possession, and, and Florida's just barely above 17. So, I mean, the Florida offense wants is going to want to play much, much faster. South Carolina is going to want to play much, much slower. Um, and we've seen South Carolina at home impose this, this slow tempo and play at their pace against some of the SEC's fastest teams. So it's not really a question of if they can do it. Um, but other than that, you know, I think pace of play is going to be the main story of this game. But as we always say with, with a Florida game, the rebounding is going to be massive, and South Carolina is one of the best teams at preventing offensive rebounding. So I think this is just a phenomenal matchup, a clash of pace, but physicality on physicality. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina's coming off a game where they only allowed 11 offensive rebounds for Texas A&M, which is Crazy. not easy to do. No. Um, 
you know, for some people that's a high number. That's a low number for Texas A&M. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a very – it's not the same matchup because you're facing a much better offensive team. But in terms of limiting the second-chance opportunities, you can definitely do that because Florida's offensive numbers can actually be a little bit deceiving. Um, mm-hmm. if you, like when you filter it, I mean, they're ni- in, in conference games only, Florida is 10th in field goal percentage. They are ninth in three point percentage, ninth in two point percentage, ninth in free throw percentage. It's it's weird, isn't it? Like because we look at them and we're like, "Well, they can just score on anybody." And they but, don't get to the line a lot. No, they don't shoot a lot of free throws. So a lot of it comes off of the fact that they can get offensive rebounds because that's where they get such a large chunk of their points. Fifty one point seven percent of their points in SEC play from two, and so it's getting those easy looks or just having the guards drive around you. And do that. And so are you going to be able to do that against South Carolina? That's the question because we've seen other teams struggle, you know, in that area. But at the same time also, it's, I mean, South Carolina has their own issues offensively. Um, Is a team like Florida the kind of team that will kind of make those issues worse? Probably not defensively because I just, again, Florida's kind of middle of the pack defensively. They don't force a lot of turnovers. You know, we've talked about that. And so – yeah, this is an interesting game stylistically. There's there's no question about it. I, I don't want to say these are the two teams like on the complete opposite because that's not true, but like these are two teams that need to win in certain ways. Um, and, yeah, who who will be able to play their game here? Yeah, this is a, a weird one for all the reasons you guys say. It, it's, it, it's one team in Florida that just goes out and – I mean, it's one in Lexington. The losses have been close, even the ones on the road. You guys know I've I've loved this team, I think, before maybe other people caught on before Florida got ranked. At at the same time, this thing that Carolina's done, I mean, the the weird thing about Carolina is is they, they lose the games that you're not expecting them to lose. LSU, Georgia, and then and then they beat the teams like this. And I just I look at that and say that at some point that that sort of has to end, but but maybe it doesn't. I mean, here we are. They'll be playing this game in March, and we're still talking about Carolina as a team that does things that we're not expecting. And that's that's the reason I'm having trouble unpacking this game. I mean, Carolina gets a lot of stuff done with its guards. Johnson and Cooper, they've been disciplined, but we love Florida's backcourt too. And and they've been impervious to a lot of what other teams have tried to do with them, which is kind of why I'm stuck as we're sitting here trying to make up our mind on, on who to pick. I think one of the biggest matchups of the game, and because you the the, the storylines are going to be with the guards, and everyone's going to be talking about Cooper and Michi against the the Florida guards that we love, but I think the biggest matchup is at the four between Murray Boyles and Tyree Samuel. I think that is going to because when you look at the ascension of South Carolina, it matches up perfectly with Colin Murray Boyles coming back from mono. Uh, he is just so yeah. big for this team. You look at his his offensive rating on Ken Palm, individual game offensive ratings. And SEC play, I mean, this guy's clearing 115 on the daily. I mean, just almost every game he's he's adding something big to this team. So I think that, I mean, it's just going to be a matchup of physicality. 
Colin Murray Boyles on Tyree Samuel, Micah Hanlogton and Condon banging against BJ Mack and Josh Gray. I think this might be a Josh Gray game with how physical Florida is. I think we might see some more of Josh Gray and we know how physical Josh Gray is. You know, he can bang with the best of them. So I think this might be it. When, when we're talking about great games and matchups, I mean, a lot of times it's like, well, this is strength on strength. It's defense on offense. It's this on that. You know, something's got to give. Besides pace, man, these two teams are built very similarly. Every single position. It's tough. to. It's We're splitting hairs here. Yeah, I, I think this should be a really good game. Um, I think that, again, you've got two teams that have proven they belong kind of where they are right now. And, um, I mean... <laughs> Well, other things have happened, but I, I don't think either are completely out of the SEC title race just yet. Um, technically, I think they're both still in, but South Carolina's, I mean, a game back. So after Saturday, if South Carolina wins, they're going to be one game back of whoever wins Alabama-Tennessee. Um, now, they beat Tennessee. They're going to get the rematch coming up. So in, in an instance, I think if you're South Carolina, you're rooting for you're probably rooting for Tennessee, right? Because then if Tennessee is at the top, I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting scenario. We, I'd have to think through the tiebreakers on that. But actually, maybe you're not because we'll, we'll get into the, the tiebreaker stuff and all that. It's later. complicated. But it is yeah. very complicated if that happens. But um, So there's a lot on the line for both teams here. Um, so, yeah, picks. I'll start. I'm looking at the Ken Palm page in conference for both teams. There, there's an astonishing amount of red on Carolina's profile. 14th in forcing turnovers, 14th in blocking shots, 14th in steal percentage in league games. We, we say that it, it's about Carolina grinding you and all these things. Maybe it's just about the head coach finding a way to beat you. And, and he's done it all year. And I'm afraid of what happens if I don't pick them and I'm taking Carolina. Even though I, I love Florida's team, I, I'm guessing that's what Blake thought I was going to do. I, I'm going to ride with it one more time. Who are you picking? Carolina? Carolina. All right. So you know the deal that I made with, with Lamont. <laughs> you know the deal that I made. So Lamont. He's your father. Now, now we're calling him Lamont. Young yeah, man, I mean he's my, that's my that's 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 my guy. Mr. Lamont. You know? Do you call your dad by your first name? Mr. Paris. Listen, that's Sir. we're on a we're on a friend, we're on a first name basis, okay? We're talking every week, he's saying, Max, I need this much amount of doubt. You know, really doubt me this week. Then some weeks he's saying, Max, I can't do I just give me a little bit of doubt and I'll feed off that. It's a it's a touch and go type of doubt relationship here. Um, this is what I'm looking at with this game, okay? I love looking at Bart Torvik and filtering the data to only show maybe the past month and a half or so to really get a good idea of, you know, how has this team been playing lately? I've been talking about Florida, how they're they're playing at a top 10 rate in the country. Uh, if you filter for the last six weeks, so you get about a month and a half, mid-January on, Florida's 17th in the country, but not far behind them is South Carolina at 27th. So they're both playing pretty well but there's one stat that just sold the game for me when you look at three-point rate defense and offense how often they're shooting threes South Carolina is 10th in the nation in 
opponent three point rate. Now I knew it was good all season. Um, they've had a, they've had a very they've really limited uh, three pointers, but in SEC play over the past six weeks, no one's shooting on these guys. They're they're only about twenty five percent of shots they're letting up come from three. And with that we, with that stat combined with how they're the best in the conference at defending without fouling, and they're one of the few teams that can really match Florida's offensive rebounding and battle on the boards. I think there's just a lot of things that I'm liking and clicking here for South Carolina. So I'm going to go South Carolina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know oh, I'm no. supposed to doubt you. I know. Oh, no. I know. I know. We made it I know. And I love Florida. No one loves Florida more than me. I'm picking them final four. I don't care what their path is. Give me South Carolina here. Mm. Well, a lot of pressure on Blake now, Chris. South Carolina fans, just keep in mind, when Chris said earlier that two people came to this video not knowing who they were picking, those two people were not me. Uh, I knew exactly who I was picking coming into this video. And so you cannot put the blame on me uh, when I do what I'm about to do because um, I was set with this one. I, I, I came into this one. I was breaking down the numbers. I've been you know, just, just looking at this game for years now. Years I've been breaking down this particular matchup. And the thing I see is, yes, Florida is playing really, really, really well right now. But if you look at the road games, they've got five SEC losses. Four of them have come on the road. Who have they beaten on the road? They've beaten Missouri. They've beaten Georgia. And they've beaten Kentucky, who does not, did not play a, any defense. Uh, well, they didn't have Wagner or Edwards. Right. And so... All that to say, like, I feel like South Carolina is similar to Texas A&M and Tennessee, right, in that the style that they play, although they're not shooting it as bad as A&M, they're not as good offensively overall as Tennessee. I know they beat Tennessee, but I'm just pointing out kind of the common theme between those teams is that those three teams are usually not afraid to be physical. And Florida also very physical, and that's where the offensive rebounding comes in. It's can you find a team that can sort of slow down Florida from getting the easy shots inside that is going to help them, you know, because you got to stop the guard play, which I think South Carolina, we've seen how they defend on the perimeter and those kind of things. Um, but can you bang around with Florida in the paint? South Carolina just did it with Texas A&M. Florida, similar in some ways in terms of the rebounding, not offensively, but the rebounding. And like I said, Florida's offensive numbers are a little deceiving when you look at it from the standpoint of actual percentages. So, again, South Carolina fans, don't blame me here, but I am also going to pick the Gamecocks in this spot, which does set up the dreaded possibility. Southeastern 14, kiss of death. Which, was, which came through in a big way against, for Tennessee-Auburn. We did not go that route on Tennessee-Alabama. Um but, yeah, I just I, I think this is the kind of team that Florida will struggle with. But maybe I'm wrong and Florida comes out and shoots it well and gets a victory in a rematch of the 2017 Elite Eight where the Gamecocks strolled their way to the Final Four. You want to know how my, my betting brain works? I'm already looking ahead to Tuesday. <laughs> 
the bet on Florida because I think Florida loses against South Carolina, Alabama wins against Tennessee, and then you get Florida in a bounce back and Alabama in a letdown. Oh, that could be Florida Auburn all over again. I'm just the wheels are turning, guys. They never stop. I'm looking weeks ahead. Don't matter. Max is exhausted. He had to change his shirt, and the games haven't even started yet. That's how big this Saturday is in SEC basketball. I've got to train after this video. I'm going out. And I'm I'm training. I'm getting ready. You know an interesting statistical trend in the series. Hmm. <laughs> Up until last season, Florida had won three straight in Columbia. South Carolina had won three straight in Gainesville up until last season where Florida won at home. So maybe the trend has turned back now to where the home teams are going to start winning again. But the road teams had won three straight in the series up until last season. Wild to think. So That's weird. All right. We either have or will preview every single SEC game this weekend. Best way to get that, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. We'll recap these later probably Saturday night for Max Barr and Blake Lovell. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.